So we are going to start a four-week series tonight called Wonder. And it's all about us looking at the magnificence and the majesty and the magnitude of our God. Because He is mind-blowing when you really start to get to know Him. And you start to find out these things that are true about Him. And so to just jump right into it tonight, we're going to look at Genesis. Very beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. This is what it says. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, is the very beginning of verse 3. And we cut it off there because that is the beginning of him starting to create things. You're like, how did he create things? The answer is at the very beginning of verse 3. What did he do? You can respond. He said, he spoke, he used words. Like all he did was have to say something, and it was. Like it happened, it was created. He literally spoke, and stars flung out into space. He spoke, and the sun began to burn. He spoke. And land and water were separated, and then there was sky, and then all of a sudden there were these plants, trees, mountains. Then he filled everything up with life, and he started to make fish, and whales, and sharks, and jellyfish, and seahorses. That's plural for seahorse. It means there's multiple seahorses. Yeah, there's, there's just all of this crazy stuff in the ocean. Have you seen some of these documentaries on the Discovery Channel of like the stuff that's way down deep that we don't even know about? Like crazy fish that glow. They look like a disco party down there. Like it's crazy stuff in the ocean and it's scary. Like some of those things have massive teeth and like no eyeballs. I don't know why when things can't see but can hurt you, it's scary. There's like scary movies based on things like that. Like blind people that somehow hurt you and it's like, ah, that's scary. The only thing worse is clowns. Clowns are scary is what I'm saying. Clowns are scary. Especially if they want to hurt you. So God fills up the ocean with all these crazy creatures. But then he starts to fill up the land. He starts to make lions. And, and tigers. You got it. And bears too. <laughs> and he makes squirrels and chipmunks and all these crazy animals, man. Like, like a platypus. What is a platypus? It's like a beaver and a duck and it's, it's an otter. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. But he made it. And he made it by doing what? He just spoke. And it was made. And he ends by making people. Now people, he makes a little bit different. There's some extra detail and stuff that he goes into making people. Because it says he gathers up the dust of the ground. And he forms man. And then he breathes life in him. So God's breath is what begins the life 
of the first human. But God begins all this by just speaking. He just starts to say things. And they exist. And so I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, so to create things takes energy, right? It takes power to create things. They don't just, oof, like, there they are. You know what I mean? Like, to turn on your TV and to be able to create images that you see, you have to plug your TV into what? The wall, an outlet, which is supplying it what? Power, electricity. This coming from where? A power plant, which is doing what? Yeah, it's either burning coal or it's, it has some kind of nuclear reaction going on. Or if they're like really like environmentally friendly, then there's like windmills or there's um, solar panels or something like that. Ultimately, you have to create stuff. you got to create energy. you got to create power to create more stuff. It takes crazy power to fuel all the stuff that we got going on in the world. I mean, just look in this room. Like, it takes power to make those projectors work where you can see the verses, to turn these lights on, to have these lights on, to have all the lights on in here. It takes power to have AC to keep us cool going on right now. It takes power. And it takes a lot of it. So then just to turn on a light bulb, depending on what kind of light bulb it is, it takes a certain amount of watts, right? Well, imagine how much energy and power it takes to create a planet. Probably more than like a 9-volt battery, right? Probably a lot more power than that. It's probably going to take a lot to create a planet. Now, okay, take it a little further. What about to create a sun, which is way bigger than the earth? And not only that, but it's producing its own energy. It's on fire, okay? And fire, heat, is energy. So it, how much power do you think it took to make this big ball of power? Maybe like a car battery's worth, right? No, I'm kidding. Like way more, way more than that. So then take it further. How much would it take to create a solar system, right? Sun, multiple planets, multiple moons, going in an orbit, rotating around each other. Probably a lot of energy, more than it took for the Earth and then more than it took for the sun. It's going to take even more to create the solar system. Push it out further. What about a galaxy? How much power would that take? More than the solar system. How about push it on beyond that? How about millions of galaxies? How about that? You get where I'm going here? More than we can imagine. Who created all of that? God. God. And God created all that by doing what? Speaking. All he did was speak. So if I was to ask you, how powerful is God... I'm guessing your answer would be very or something like that, right? Like crazy powerful. I mean, he made everything. And he did it just by speaking. Like he made things happen. He made things do what they wanted just by speaking. So I thought we could keep going tonight with an experiment, right? Yes? Okay, 
Do y'all like experiments? Okay, good. Okay, I need just one volunteer to help me with this experiment. Mm. 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 Okay. Okay, I'm getting fingers pointed here. So you come up here, Nike. Come up here, Nike. I'm sorry. There's going to be plenty of opportunities. I'm going to call on you later. I promise. Heart, I heart you. All right, so come here for me. Now, I know your name's not Nike. Tell me what your name is. Owen, this is Owen. Everybody say, hey, Owen. Okay, let me move this. The people need to see you, Owen. All right, I want you to stand just right here in the center of the carpet. Perfect, this is perfect. You can wave to the people. Hey, people, hey. Okay, so here's the experiment, all right? God was so powerful that he could create the earth, the sun, the solar system, the galaxy, the millions of galaxies, everything, right? He created everything just by speaking. So what I'm thinking is, I'm pretty powerful, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak, and I'm going to have you do things because I spoke them into existence. Now, I don't mean you're going to do what I'm saying. So when I say, this is what's going to happen, Owen, bah, make it happen. You don't actually aren't the one who's supposed to make it happen, because if you made it happen, then it would be whose power? Right, it'd be your power. So I'm trying to flex my power by making you do things just by saying it the same way God did. You with me? You get how the experiment's going to work? I'm going to say things that's going to happen to Owen because I said them, and Owen's just going to be, he's just going to exist. Right? Yes. You're doing a great job existing. Please keep doing that. Don't stop. All right, here we go. All right, Owen. What's about to happen, because I'm going to speak it into existence, is you are going to hover about 20 feet above us right now, okay? You ready? You can't do that, obviously. You don't know how to hover, but I know how to tell you to hover. And so I'm going to say, Owen, hover. That was a good try. Okay, okay, I'm going to try it again, because that one didn't work, okay? So I didn't say it the right way, I guess, so I'm going to try an accent this time, okay? Owen, hover. Okay, that one didn't work. Let me try something. I'm going to try something different. Okay, experiments, you need to repetition. You need to try different things, different scenarios, right? Okay, so, okay, this is it. Owen, you now are seven feet tall. Nope. Still not seven feet tall. No, it's okay. It's okay. All right, I'm going I'm to try it again. Uh, I'm going to say it with different tones this time. Okay, maybe that's going to make a difference. Okay, so, Owen, you are no seven feet tall. Man, okay, that didn't work either. I got one more shot. I got one more thing. I'm going to try one more thing. I think this one might work because it's different. It isn't hovering. It isn't growing. All right, Owen. Your shirt is now Adidas. All right, let me try a different brand. Your shirt is now Under Armour. Your shirt is now red. Okay, let's try this. Let's try this different, okay? Let's just try one round of you saying something to me that I can't do, but you can do it by just saying it. And maybe it will work reverse. And just, so just hit me with it. 
grow, grow five feet tall. Oh, you mean grow five feet taller. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm already five feet. Okay. Is it going to happen soon? Am I going to get five feet taller? <laughs> That's a good move. I like that move. That's good. Try, try it with an accent. Try it with an accent. Maybe that'll help. Five feet taller. That's good. That was good. Did it work yet? No. Okay, so that didn't work either. So basically, my experiment on you and your experiment on me, none of it worked, right? Okay, well, thank you for doing the experiment with me. Give it up for Owen! Give it up for Owen! Thank you, buddy. So, so apparently, when we speak, we are not powerful enough to just create things by speaking them. Based off this experiment, that seems to be true, not only of me, but of Owen as well. Now, if any of you can create something just by speaking it into existence the way God did, I would love to hear about it after service tonight. Now, here's what's incredible, because we learn a lot of things just by finding out how God created the very, in the very beginning in Genesis, how he created everything. Okay, so if you look at Jeremiah 32, verse 17, this is what it says. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you. Hey, Max, can we get that next? Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) There it is. So we got a recap here of God creating everything, right? He created the heavens and the earth. He did it with his great power. And we find out this is possible because nothing is too hard for him. It doesn't matter what it is. Then you you keep reading and you go into the New Testament. You look at Luke chapter 1 verse 37. And this is what it says. For no word from God will ever fail. So the way me and Owen were trying to say things and they would happen, none of it happened. If God says something, it will never fail. It will always happen. So if God says, let there be light, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be light. If God says, let's separate the earth and the land, the earth and the land are going to separate. If God says, let's fill up the ocean with some creatures, the creatures happen. And if God says, I'm going to make some people in my image, and I'm going to love them, and I'm going to pursue them, and I'm going to have a relationship with them, then it's going to be. So God's power is incredible. It's way bigger than we can even comprehend. It's so powerful that he can just say things, and things happen. They're created because nothing is impossible for him. Nothing's too hard for him. And anything he says will never, ever fail. And so this is important because, I mean, we're starting off a brand new year in revolution. So for sixth grade, this is like all brand new to you. Like middle school at school, middle school here at church, like all of it's new. Seventh and eighth graders, you guys are going into the next phase of middle school. 
But here's the nice thing. We're all starting at the beginning of the year together, okay? And you don't know what's going to be thrown at you this year. You just have no idea. You don't know if it's going to be really awesome stuff. You don't know if it's going to be really hard stuff. You don't know if it's going to be a lot of drama. You don't know if it's going to be stuff going on in your family. You don't know if it's going to be stuff going on with your best friends. You don't know if it's going to be stuff going on with your sports team or stuff at school. You don't know. But whatever comes your way is going to have its own stuff, right? It's going to have its own power. It's going to have its own impact and effect on you. So this is big for us to know how big and powerful is God. Because life is going to throw some powerful stuff at us. It's going to throw some big stuff at us. So how big is our God? We're going to talk about a lot of things this year in Revolution. We're going to talk about some crazy things that God has done and is going to continue to do. We're going to talk about some of these incredible stories that we find in Scripture. But to understand a lot of what we're going to talk about this year, we've got to understand how big and how powerful and amazing our God is. And so for us tonight, at the beginning of the year, this is what we want to look at and focus on. This is what we want to try to wrap our minds around, is the bigness and the power of our Heavenly Father, of our Creator, of our God. So what's really cool is later on, as you read the Bible, you, you start to see this kind of theme of God continuing to point to this Savior, this Son that he's going to send into the world that's going to fix all of the messed up junk that happens in the Old Testament. Because just like we said, the beginning of the school year, we don't know what's going to come. Some stuff's going to happen, some good, some bad. Well, some good and some bad happens in the Bible and the beginning of mankind as well. And people sin and they mess up and they choose the wrong thing and they choose other things other than God. And ultimately it breaks up the relationship between them and God. But God doesn't stop pursuing them. He doesn't stop loving them. And so he goes after them and he's like, you know what? We have got to take care of this whole sin thing. So we're going to squash it. And we're going to squash it with the Savior, the Son of God, Jesus. He's going to enter the scene and he is going to fix this problem. And my, my power, it's going to be on him. It's going to be in him. And so when we look at Hebrews chapter 1, verses, verse, just the very first part of verse 3, it says this. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. This is Jesus. And the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. So sometimes people question, like, is Jesus really God? Is he fully God? Well, what the Scripture's telling us is he's the exact representation of who God is. So he is exactly God in every way, sustaining all things. And God created what? All things. And he does this by his powerful word. So Jesus 
speaking has the same power as God speaking because Jesus is God. Come to earth to rescue us, to save us. And so this same massive, unbelievably powerful God has compressed himself down into the size of a man. And he is so powerful and he is so strong that all the things God does, he does because he and the Father are one. They're the same. And so if anybody's going to save us, it's going to be the most powerful being ever, right? If anybody's going to fix the problems that we've created for ourselves by making bad decisions, by choosing something other than what God created us for, when we choose things other than love and grace and mercy and justice, when we choose other things than that, when we choose lying and selfishness and pride, when we choose ourselves over everybody else, who can save us from that stuff? It's certainly not us, right? We mess that up all the time. We're not powerful enough. It doesn't matter how many times I say, be seven feet tall to myself so I can be awesome at basketball and slam dunk on anybody. It doesn't matter how many times I say that, it won't happen. I'm not powerful enough. It doesn't matter how many times I say to a close friend, Stop doing that stupid thing. You're hurting yourself and other, hurting other people. It's up to them to do it or not. I don't have the power to just make it so. No matter how many times I tell my son to throw away his applesauce packet in the morning after he's eaten it, he doesn't do it. But I've said it, but he doesn't do it. Why not? Because I'm not God. I can't just speak things and things just happen. Create things out of nothing. And so I know I can't save myself. I know I can't fix the problem. I'm not powerful enough. The same is true of you. Now there's some of you in the room who are super talented. You're super smart. You've got a lot going for you. You're really good with people. Are you really athletic? Are you you're really artistic? I mean, there's so many things that you guys bring to the table. But no matter how many things you've got going for you, you aren't powerful enough. To save yourself, to fix the sin problem that we've got. None of us are that strong. None of us are that big. None of us are that powerful. The only one who could do that is God. And so Jesus coming and being the exact representation of God, having the, the same power to just speak things and they happen, is a huge deal. Because for us to know this Jesus means we get to know how to have victory no matter what comes at us. Because Jesus is bigger than anything that would come at us. Check out this last verse we're going to look at together. And if you don't get anything else out of tonight, I hope you get this. This is Matthew 19, verse 26. It says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, 
all things are possible. And Jesus is talking about how to be saved. The disciples have asked him, what, is it, what does it take for us to be saved? Jesus is like, well, with people, with yourselves, it's, it's impossible. You just can't. You're not big enough. You're not strong enough. It can't happen. Life is too hard. Sin is too big. But with God, it changes everything. It changes everything because the scale is not balanced. When you put God on one side of the scale and anything else on the other side, guess which is bigger and more powerful? God every time. When you put the biggest fight you've ever had with your best friend on one side and you put God on the other side, what is more powerful and bigger in your life? God. What if you put, man, I hope, I hope this isn't true, but I know it's reality for some of you. You've gone through this. Some of you might go through it later. I don't know. But if you were to put this crazy thing going on in your family, like divorce or something like that, right? And you put God on the other side. What's more powerful? God. If you go into your school, and some of you, this has already happened. You feel like everyone is against you. You feel like every day is the worst day ever. You're getting bullied. You're getting picked on. You hate middle school. It's awful. You, on some days, wish no one even saw you, so they just wouldn't even acknowledge you because it seems like anytime someone acknowledges you, it's something negative, something mean, it's something hurtful. And you put all that on one side of the scale and you put God on the other. What's more powerful? God. So for you and for me, as we start into this new year together, as we journey as a family, as a group of people together to learn more about who God is, learn more about who he's made us to be, one of my hopes and prayers for all of us is that no matter what gets thrown at us, no matter what happens to you, no matter what choices you make, no matter how bad it gets, that we would know God is bigger. God is more powerful. God can do anything. He can just speak it and it will be because God doesn't fail. And God has said some things about you. He said some things about me. And there's power in those things. He tells us that we're loved. He tells us that we're his children. He tells us that he'll be with us. And the first step in claiming those things and knowing those things and being able to live in those things is knowing this Jesus. It's accepting the fact that he has saved you. That you're not big enough. I'm not big enough. We're not strong enough. And no matter what we do, we can't overcome sin. But what's amazing is Jesus already has. He conquered it for you. He conquered it for me. 
He did this on the cross 2,000 years ago, and he rose again from the dead, and he told his disciples what to go do after that, which is go tell everybody about me. Go tell them what I've said. Go tell them who I am. Go tell them the key to overcoming sin. Where does the power come from? What's bigger? And the answer is Jesus. It's always Jesus. So right where you're at, I just want to ask you to close your eyes. Now, we don't do that because that's some magical thing. It's just to give you some privacy and some, just some focus just on the fact that God is in this room with you right now. And we want to give you a chance to interact with him. You don't see him. He's not physically here. But he promises that he's here. And like we heard tonight, God's word doesn't fail. So I don't know what kind of summer you had. I don't know how the first few days of school have been for you. I don't know if you're homeschooled. I don't know, I don't know a lot of your stories. But I do know this. The God of the universe that created everything just by speaking it says that he loves you. And he's given you a way to know him and have a relationship with him every single day, every single moment. And it's through accepting Jesus as your savior. The Bible's really simple and clear about this. The way to accept Jesus as your savior is to confess and believe. Confess that you need him. Confess you've sinned and messed up. We all have. And that you need to be saved. And Jesus is that savior. He's the only one who can. So your own words between you and God, you just have a moment where you talk to him. You say something to that effect. You confess, you believe that Jesus is Lord. While you're doing that, I want to pray for the rest of us in here. And I want to encourage us because we're going to take a little bit more time to just worship together. But as we do that, we want to just commit to believing that Jesus is bigger than anything that could get thrown at us in life. Bigger than any bad decision, bigger than any sin. So I'm going to pray that victory over all of you, that belief in the power of God no matter what over all of you and that this year we would just step back and wonder of who God is because he is incredible and he gives us a chance to know him so God I just pray for any of my friends in here tonight that have never known you they've never accepted Jesus I pray that they would do that tonight right at their seats just an intimate moment between them and you they would confess and believe that they need Jesus. And for the rest of us in here who know Jesus and are trying to follow you, or, or maybe we're just not taking that step tonight, wherever it is, God, I, I just pray for all of us to have the faith to know and to believe that you are bigger, that you are more powerful, that you are greater than anything that's going to happen in our life Not only tomorrow, not only this week, but for the rest of our life. So as we start this year off, God, we're praying for faith. We're praying for faith and trust in your greatness, in your power. 
and knowing that there's nothing that you can't do. Nothing is impossible for you and your words never fail, God, and we thank you for that. Help us to stand in all of you tonight. Help us to stand just in wonder of you as we just try to wrap our minds around how powerful you are, God, how good you are. So we thank you that you loved us first. We thank you that we can trust you and we have victory because we know the most powerful being, person, God ever because we know you and we know Jesus. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.